Today on the podcast, we got the number one 67.5 kilo, 148 pound lifter in the world. Been that way for a hot minute. It is yep. TNT, tiny and tough, Gerald Dionio himself. My man, how you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Not bad, man. Not bad. It's um, uh, how you guys, you're in, you're in California, right? Yes, San Diego. And are you guys locked down right now? Nope. Everything is wide open again. All the clubs are open. Restaurants are open. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I thought, see, all the podcasts I listen to talk about California being super duper, like, strict. Um, in SoCal or San Diego is pretty wide open now. We don't give a fuck. So, oh. <laughs> but LA, San Francisco, like, a little bit of OC, I think they're, like, kind of a little bit of, like, stricter than yeah. we are. Cause yeah. Joe, I, I'm big on Joe Rogan, right? And Joe uh-huh. Rogan's Joe Rogan's like he had to leave California because it was too strict. But if it's wide open, yeah, everything's starting to be open again. We went out last night. Downtown was super packed. Oh, like, wow. like there's no COVID again. Really, people yeah. are like that's it. We're back. Yeah. We're back. It's 2019 all over. Yeah, some bigger clubs are still closed down, but all like the little ones, bars, restaurants, they're all wide open. Holy smokes, man. And what about masks and stuff? Mask. Um, we still we still have to wear masks everywhere we go. Yeah. But our gym, California Elite Training Center, we don't wear any masks in there. So no, no shit. Uh, yeah. See, um, I'm in Ontario, right? Just south of Toronto. And man, we Ontario got locked down again. And we're not just what? locked down. Yeah, man. It's freaking That's crazy. dude. It's it's and they um they, they now put in a stay-at-home order, which means, like, we're, like, house arrest, man. Like, not, I mean, I'm oh exaggerating a little bit. You could go outside, but you can't, like, they want you to stay at home. So they don't want you visiting your friends and family. They don't want you having people over. Um, if you're going to go somewhere, you could go to a park and walk around. You could be outside for activity, but they're, like, everything's closed again. And Damn. That sounds like how it started. Yeah, we're right, we're right back to square one, it feels like. Like in Correct. our numbers, I can't believe it, man. That's just crazy. Yeah. Are you guys? Are so you guys? Are you? Sorry, go our gym, wear a mask in our gym, you get kicked out. What? <laughs> Holy! The other way around. Yeah. How? How is that? You got? Are you guys allowed to? Like, not wear masks? Do people come uh, around? We kicked out like doctors and police officers wearing their mask in there, trying to work out. Holy so- shit, dude! You kick out the police? Yeah, so oh my, if you don't feel safe, stay your ass home. So oh wow, man, our our um, and what do they say when they're getting escorted out? They can't say anything because holy shit. Yeah, so Gracie's the one who tells everybody. It's like the wild wild west all over, man. This yeah. is, <laughs> it kind of is what it is. That's Gracie V. Yeah, Gracie V. Okay, yeah. I got you. I didn't know she ran that. Um, yeah, she's. Of that gym, California Lee Channing Center. Is she still the meet director for the U.S. Current Open? The current U.S. Open. Correct. Yes. She, she, okay. Yes, she is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um. So you I, you came down last what? Were you here 2018 or 2017? No, no. I was uh I was doing like like remotely. I was covering it, but I wasn't down. I wish, man. Not for the current. Uh, no. I wish, dog. I haven't been to the current before. So you just had Ryan in charge of your um. Instagram when he was doing all the videos. I I've had people I've had like sometimes I'll have people take videos for me, 
uh, okay. at different events and stuff. So I'm always, whenever an event happens, I've got, I've got ways of getting my video and, and content for King of List for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I was doing a little background on you uh, before I hopped on here. And, uh, okay. so, so I hopped online and because um, I knew by following your Instagram for years, um, reposting and whatnot, I knew you had a boxing match and um, I'm a big boxing fan and, and MMA yep. fan. So I was like, oh shit. And I, so I knew that from like previously because that was a couple of years ago. And Correct. then, um, but doing some more Googling, man. So, um, I mean, you wrestled, boxed. Yep. I, I read like you were in men's physique and you and your brother started out the uh, TNT and yeah. Reading, I read a quick little snippet in Maui News. Was that you that said you had broke a, as a teen broke a record deadlift? This is like yes, yeah, I did it when I was seventeen. So that was like my first powerlifting competition. I did it with Wabdo, which was a push and pull competition, and I broke like the teen records back then. And this was it. So where did you where did you come up? Where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Maui, Hawaii. Okay, and how was that like? Growing up in Hawaii. Um, everything is like all like paradise in there. So it's a little island. So everybody knows everybody in that island, but we had nothing else to do except to like, I grew up in a house with like, my best friend's house was a, a boxing gym. Oh no shit. So that's all we did was like train. So his garage was out, uh, made with like, with the ring and the backyard was with bags and like all training stuff. It was called Southside Boxing Club. Okay. It was a long nonprofit organization, so it keeps like the troubled kids out of like trouble to b- go over there and have like a setup plan for them in the future. And, and um, how many people live in Maui? Like the population? That's a good question. Hmm. I could pull it up right now, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. Let's take a little look here. Let's see. Oh shoot. Because I know, let's, oh, I got it. I'm pulling it up right now. It, I mean, I'm, fuck me. I'm from Canada, dog. Hawaii fascinates me. I, I can't, I would die to live somewhere warm. It said about 143,000 people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's like around the city that I'm from. Yeah, it's, so it's a very small island. And, and, and what's it like growing up in Hawaii? Look, I'm like I said, I'm an MMA fan. And so I've read autobiographies like BJ Penn's autobiography. And BJ Correct. Penn obviously is like a legend in, in yeah. uh, Hawaii. And then Max Holloway, like I'm a huge Max Holloway guy too. And um, so I hear about stories of it and whatnot. But I don't, and some people hear about Hawaii, but I mean, Hawaii's exp- if you don't live in Hawaii, Hawaii's expensive to go. I've never been. It's very it expensive is. to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's it like growing up in Hawaii? For people who wouldn't know so it's all pretty much like it's it's an island so you're stuck in an island all you do is go to school beach and repeat so people loves the water in here yeah. either you're boogie boarding or you're surfing so that's oh and like boar hunting and also you go um what is that diving no oh, okay okay so yeah. it's it sounds like all the activities you go when you're if you're on vacation it's like is it is it a chill place? It is. It's a very calm, chill place. It's like paradise in here. So I would compare like Oahu, the other island, would be like LA. It's a little bit more busier. And Maui would be more like San Diego. Okay. And would you yeah. often visit the other island? No, because I have all my families back home in Maui. My mom, yeah. her 
brothers, sisters. So I just go there to visit my family every time I go back. And when you're, and you have one brother? Yes, me and my brother, he's six years older than me. Oh, snap. So when you were growing up, um, like what kind of a kid were you, would you describe? I was an outgoing kid. I used to play outdoors. I never, I hated being inside of my house till this day. I never, <laughs> I was always an outdoor person playing sports outside. I actually started doing um, gymnastics when I was like seven years old, seven, eight years old. Smokes, yeah. yeah. And then I started doing boxing when I was like 10, but also I was like breakdancing at like the age of nine. 10, 11 years. So you were obviously uh, like athletic, but if, yeah, I think if you're growing up in Hawaii, it would be a freaking sin to stay inside, dude. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so beautiful out there. It's yeah. It's too pretty, too beautiful to be, not to be outside. Yeah. So. It, and when you started um, boxing, like, were you, were you just training, sparring? Were you having matches? No, I was just training and sparring. It was my my best friend's backyard. So all we did was like watch people scrap in the backyard or in the ring. So that's how it is in Hawaii. Is it a scrappy place? Because when I read about um, BJ Penn's autobiography, which is phenomenal, by the way, and I hear about Max Holloway. And I remember there was a guy who was, um, I'm on like the MMA chat forums. Okay, I'm a nerd like that. And some dude was like, man, I was on vacation in Hawaii and I was joking around this is like 10 years ago. So BJ Penn was even bigger 10 years ago. It's like, he was like the number one guy in the world. He goes, I was fucking around, joking around. We had left the resort and I said something about BJ Penn in jest. Like I'm not, I wasn't serious. Cause I like BJ Penn. And he's like, right. dude, some guy hopped off his fucking bike and tried to fist fight me. And he's like, <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. That's what goes down in Hawaii for sure. Oh, road rage in there. Really? Is it? Is like Hawaiians like? Are they scrappy like that? Yeah, they are actually. They're big headed. So they're all they want to do is scrap. You're stuck in that island. There's nothing else to do. So (laughs) you gotta bite your p's and q's. Yeah, for sure. Like backyard sports, you know. So that's what they're used for. It's funny you describe that because, like, I shit you not. That's what BJ Penn said. Is like I started out at my buddy's house and we threw on the boxing gloves and scrap it out. Like this Mm -hmm. is like something that happens. Like, yeah, we just fought its kid, its children. Just throw a right. boxing gloves and scrap it out in someone's backyard. Exactly. That's how our gym is back home. That's the only gym that's actually standing till now for like, I think over like 20 years. And it's still going. And, and, and was your brother into it as well? He was the opposite. So he, he wasn't, more, he wasn't into like boxing or whatnot, or? He didn't get into boxing till after high school. Okay. So I was more like the boxer and wrestler. He did Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. So we did like different. Dude, were you, were you, yeah. were you guys trying to be the one-two punch? If you get in a bar brawl, that's like, all right. <laughs> you know, what is? I, I didn't see him like growing up. He wasn't like really like a role model to me because he didn't really like play <clears throat> sports throughout, uh, throughout high school, mm. which I did. I, I played four years all through. I did um, wrestling all four years in high school. I did judo and then I played football as well. But for like summertime, I did paddling and um, boxing. So, dude, you these are mostly scrapping sports. And like, who is who are the uh, who are the people that you looked up to in terms like athletes? As far as the athletes, I looked up to Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, um, um, Arnold for sure. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, 
Arnold and um, I don't know. That's all I can think of in my head because I have a huge poster of Arnold with his hands up. Yeah, in my I, room. Know. I know that poster. We know that yeah. one, the Conquer poster. Um, exactly. Yeah, those those three guys are like are also like amongst my idols, man. I, I read all their autobiographies. Mm-hmm. Arnold's got two autobiographies; they're phenomenal. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's um. So when you when how old were you when you eventually left Hawaii? I was. I was 18, 2012. I left okay. Hawaii 12 right after high school. I had a scholarship to Oregon State University to wrestle, but I didn't take it because I hate the cold. And my friends tried to get in, had a low SAT score, so I didn't want to go by myself. But my brother was already here in San Diego, so I followed him in San Diego. Yeah, dude, it would be – I could not imagine. Uh, did you say Colorado? Oregon State. Oregon State. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But still, right. so what's the weather like in Oregon State? It's too cold for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, too- way too cold. I hate the snow. I could not. I'm, I'm from I mean, Hawaii, so it's all like, warm there year round. And I like my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I could not imagine going from Hawaii to like someplace in Canada, like where I live. In the, in yeah. the summertime, cool. But when winter comes, man, it is freezing. It would be yeah. hell for you. For sure, yeah, and I love the water too much. So, so at least when you moved, you moved with your brother, so you had family, and he's six years older, but you were a teenager. Correct, yeah. So I already had like my dad's side of the family here in San Diego, so it helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was going to school here at Grossmont and Quimaco, and I was actually doing MMA before I, I did bodybuilding and men's physique. So, so- I was training. MMA with Brandon Vera, Dominic Cruz down at Alliance. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. And and I was also, I was in the gym from like, I don't know, like five hours a day because I didn't want to be home. From like 5 p.m. training till 7 and then go to Crunch Fitness and do my weightlifting. So when you started weightlifting, because um, you were weightlifting back in Hawaii as well, what got you into weightlifting? Is weightlifting something that's big in Hawaii? It's not actually so, but I, um, in my football team, I was the smallest and tiniest. I, I was at 125, 24 pounds, but I was lifting one of the heaviest weights in the weight room. So that's how I got my name TNT from my coach who was teaching powerlifting in high school and that yeah. gave me the nickname TNT. And it's stuck to this day, man. It's been a All right, but he, did, uh, he just said TNT, but I, made the name up with tiny and tough so i made that myself i thought he fit perfectly so when you yeah it was sounds like it man um so you were already weightlifting and when you started doing mma so how what made you decide to try mma as a go oh i looked up to like bj penn kendall grove growing up so and we're from hawaii so that's all we did yeah from all like wrestling doing judo and then i had all my friends that were all like fighters in there so did you want to like get into fighting as a in terms of a sport competitively or was it to pick up skills get in shape skills i wasn't really like trying to pursue that i found myself like when i was training here in san diego i was like i'm a pretty boy i I hated getting hit in my face so that's why (laughs) i switched over to men's physique to try it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like, yeah like I, that's like ali I mean, you I said do, you like, I love the training the, the training is awesome it's phenomenal so yeah i just love doing it for the skill wise so yeah and and why, 
So, and you said you, you were like in the gym for like five hours a day and you just want, you didn't want to go home. Why? why? Cause why? I was used to being in high school. So going to school practice from three to five and from like five thirty to like nine o'clock be at 24 hours. So you, so I was just that routine. Is it just like, because if you're standing still, like you just don't want to stand, you got to burn that, burn that energy or, or what do you think? Correct. I hate yeah. staying still. I have to like move around. Like I said, I hate being home. I'm a homebody, but that's also like after I put in the, all the work and then I can stay home and rest. Yeah. Like you equate being home. Yeah. I got you. I'm kind of the same way too, where people sometimes also think because you like to be active when you're home, you're always doing projects and shit. It's like, no man, I'm home. I want to chill. I want to get all my energy out, get home and be like, now nah, I'm good. Correct. And you can relax at home. Yeah. I also have, um, if somebody ever has any kind of like, if you have problems sleeping, you, you got too like man, if I got too much energy, I get anxious. I gotta go, man. I gotta get outside. I gotta smash some weights. I gotta do things. I like doing jujitsu as well. And just like it gets you tired, sufficiently tired. So you when you're out pillow, sleep, you're all around when you're all out all day and about. And when you when you're home, get home and you just sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I get better. I'm like moving around all day. It's Both. wild how just even the sun can make you tired. Correct. Yes, it does. It drains you. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's why, man, this fucking stay at home stuff is driving people crazy because they're not getting it in any of this like anxiety. Yeah. Hope it happens. Me and my girl, we're just, we weren't even listening to anybody. We were going out, we're hiking like every other day. We're out and about. So, okay. home yeah. stuff, like too boring. We stayed <laughs> home for one week and we watched like, I don't know, we probably watched like 20 movies. And that was. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, dude. I, I do not at all relate to people who uh, worked on nine to five, get home at five, five and just like eat, put the kids to bed, put on Netflix, get up, go to work, come home, eat, put the kids to bed, put on Netflix. It's like, fuck me, man. You're waiting to die. That's it. You know, well, that's not a life, man. I couldn't you know, do it. Not. <laughs> I mean, that, that's some people's lives. You know, My girlfriend. She was like, that's me. <laughs> no, really? But you, she goes for hikes with you and stuff. No, yeah, she's active. Yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, she's like uh, the, the movie type. If you're, oh, dude, I, I'm not saying I don't like movies, but um, also she's comparing herself. She's probably in uh, comparison to yourself, who's like uber, you know, outgoing, then probably everybody's going to feel a little bit lazy uh, from what you describe it there. How, uh, how was it like when you were training with, for anyone listening, Dominic, I know this was an MMA podcast, but it's got to be said, Dominic Cruz is, um, is he already in the Hall of Fame? He sh- or he's going to be if he's, if he's not yet in it. A UFC legend. Um, he fought, he was champ at 135 in mm-hmm. bantamweight. And um, so relatively close to your size. He probably walks around 15 pounds heavier than 135. Yeah, around 150. So how did you get to spar with these guys? Or like, what was that like? I was, I I wasn't really like sparring with them. I was more like in their classes. So Wilson Hayes is um, also one of my jujitsu coach. Okay. So he was, he was, he was fighting at 135 as well too. You know, Wilson. Um, yes, I, I've, I've heard of him, but I don't know him as well. Yeah. So I, um, I got to like move around with them a little bit, but like I said, I 
wasn't really in it for too long. Mm -hmm. So I started off with like an amateur camp and then I moved up to like the pro camp with them. But oh. I didn't really pursue like any fighting. So then after that, um, and, and were you in San Diego going to school, did you say? Yes, correct. Yeah, I was going to school for kinesiology. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I got my two years and then I got um, my associates to transfer to San Diego State. Okay. And at this point in time, were you powerlifting yet? What was the year at this time? 2015, I believe. Yes. Okay, that's so when were. I started powerlifting. So I did the first powerlifting competition. That's where I met um, Gracie. And it was at Grinder's Gym in San Diego. And I also met um, Chad Wesley Smith there. Not, not, yeah. not some bad people to meet, my man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially in Big that boy, time period. That, um, that following day, I believe. What's that, sorry? Yeah. No, Big Boy guys came. In Big Boy from the Strength Cartel. Yeah. Because he was under um, Chad. Uh, no. Um, what's that? Rich Piano. Big bodybuilder. Yes, so they, I remember they Rich. Showed up to watch um, Chad Wesley Smith. So that's how I got to meet like them closer. Who was that? Yeah, I met Gracie there, Chad, and like Big Boy, and like that's how like, and then it powerlifting just elevated to a next level after that year. Like, so you were kind of dabbling, you know, like like I'd said in in Hawaii, but. When you met them around 2015 is when you really thought, I mean, the landscape was different 2015. Well, I wasn't even doing King of the Lifts yet. Like, yeah, different at the it didn't blow up to like probably like a year or two because I was doing four competitions a year. I was doing USPA Nationals and USP, uh, USPA Worlds in Vegas. Two, three years in a row, I believe. Mm -hmm. Before, like, was that after you met in 2015 or is that beforehand? That was after. Okay. Yeah. And actually, 2014 or 2013, LA Fit Expo, yeah. and I see powerlifting competition. That's when I want how I got back into powerlifting after watching people on stage. Okay. Yeah. And you were like, I got to give this another go. When, yeah. you, when you met um, Gracie V, Chad Wesley, big boy from the Strength Cartel, because um, I remember pictures and stuff like back in the day of you with the strength cartel and big boy and them like, so what ended up happening there? Did you start getting, well, who's your coach at the time? Um, like so how great. He met me at that competition and she picked me up and then she started training me. So we did West side conjugate style um, programming, okay. but we were like lifting heavy every single week. So I was like, it was beating up my body. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different training, so. But that's how also she um, found her gym at California Elite Training Center, and then she sponsored me as an athlete. So I've been with them since they opened up here in California. And um, and at the time, were you like beforehand to learning how to lift? Did you have someone who taught you previously? Did you teach yourself? I had my coach's son, who was powerlifting. So that's how I got into uh, 2017 Wabdo. So he was competing. So they taught me everything from like benching and deadlifting, but I wasn't introduced to squats yet until I think I, the first competition I signed up like eight weeks out. Holy was, smokes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's... I was just itching to get back on the platform. That's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's a little yeah. late in the game though. You're like, let me figure this out. 
yeah so and then i was like hell yeah i love this shit so i just i stuck through it but i had a break from 2018 till like i think one and a half years so i took a break one and a half so that's why i did boxing just to keep me active you know mm-hmm. and, and when you were so how did you end up like when you met the, the strength cartel were you um sponsored with them at some point i can't remember no they i was just close to all the other homies i was close to Gino, Bruce, and Chris Gorder. So we used to all hang out. They're all from San Diego. So we all we actually lifted from um we all lifted together at the same gym. Oh, okay, okay. Called Pivotal Sports Performance. And then when Gracie opened up her gym, that's when I switched over. Cause I think um because Big Boy also boxed a little bit too, right? Or at least he's just training, not actually matches. Yeah, I think he trains for it. He's got some hands for Big yeah. Boy for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, do, I do, he can move. Yeah, yeah, dude, they can move. Like very they, athletic for that size. I see him doing backflips. Yeah, yeah, yo, for Boy. sure. It is videos. That's shocking. He's like a three hundred yeah. pound man, and he's doing yeah. like. Remember the um? I don't fit. I mean, it was big for a little while when he would do the uh, the push ups, but he'd be like, make himself airborne in those push ups. But I yeah. mean, oh. like, it doesn't do it justice the way I'm describing it because he's a three hundred pound man and he gets height. And then um, tying the pull-ups and like other things too. Like I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, that's very impressive to see a big boy move like that. Yeah, and um, I remember seeing a video of uh, Andy Ruiz before he fought Anthony Joshua for the title, and uh-huh. um, big boy and uh, I think a couple of the fellas from the Strength Cartel. But I can't remember exactly who now. We're in a video with him, and they were doing the push-ups, and Andy Ruiz is like shadow boxing, Just hitting him. Yeah. yeah, and then um, it was dope. And then they were like, he's going to be the first Mexican heavyweight champion. And, um, and, and look, it, it, Anthony Joshua is an absolute monster. He's a titan. And everyone's like, man, there's no way. Like, Andy's got a great story. But, and then, holy smoke. He's stalked him. Sure. So, I don't know. I think he got lucky in that fight, though. Do you think so? I think he got lucky, yeah. Because the second fight, he just got outboxed. Anthony, um, Anthony, didn't he get Joshua get locked out before um, the fight? That's what they were saying is, yeah. um, that's what he said. I got knocked out in sparring and I probably Correct. wasn't hundred percent. Yeah, he wasn't hundred percent. He he was a stitch gun shy in that rematch though. Like he outboxed him, but he also didn't sit down and, and, and scrap it out too much either. Like he. Yeah. He, Cause he was like, I could tell that he was kind of, he had, he was nervous. Yeah. And he was, oh yeah, he was, he was scared for that fight for sure. Yeah. But he brought a game though. He won. He got the dub. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I fault him not. I mean, if he got knocked out last time, played safe, man, just box. Oh yeah. He, yeah. His soul left the, the building for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing with um, Andy Ruiz. He showed up in that rematch, man. My man looked a little bit thick. He <laughs> 15 pounds how the fuck did that happen <laughs> dude it's like it's like he said whatever i'm the champion i got i'm gonna i'm gonna cash a huge check in this defense i'm cashing it and i'm and what it is what it is he just showed yeah. up like it's like dude did you train like any days for this he party he got his fame up there and then he just started partying all over because i've seen him around i hang out with like a couple of his friends and i've seen him partying here in san diego and he was going off he was just celebrating like there was like no tomorrow you seen so you have you met andy ruiz yeah i have uh, i've met him 
Whoa, dude, the heavyweight yeah. champion of the world? No shit. Yeah, I've met him, and he he actually came to um our the boxing club to sign gloves, meet and greet. Holy smokes! Yeah, he's here in San Diego, so he's super close, and he's uh, all good friends with all my friends. My friend really? Bubba is manager, I believe. Yeah, so holy freaking smokes, yeah. dude! Um, so you must have been totally wilding out when he knocked out Anthony Joshua. Yeah, everybody was going for him. And then the second rematch, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, when you showed up at the weigh-in, you're like, all right, well. Oh, this no, I was good. like, how do you gain 10, 15 pounds overweight? Yeah. With, with you like can see it in his body, too. Oh, well, like, you can oh. see it. Look at my yeah. man. My man is never body beautiful, but he was but, extra. Sure. <laughs> he's got, I think he's fighting again, right? And He's, I heard that he might be fighting um, Wilder. Um, Andy Ruiz or Joshua is uh, Andy, Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz might be really? fighting Wilder. Yes, I thought it was the other way around. I think I think Anthony Joshua is fighting Tyson Fury. Um, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, two the... fights, two fight deal, yeah. and I think Andy Ruiz is actually going to fight. So the two guys, I don't want to call them the two guys who lost, um, right. are going to fight each other, and the two guys a winner are going to fight each other, which sounds good to me. I mean, makes sense, right? Like um, the two guys who lost lost but they they still were they looked both good in the first fights against those other guys but right. for sure anthony joshua and tyson fury are step up so they should fight each other and sort that out for sure yep and we'll see man i mean i don't look at any ruiz and i and, thought he was uh, yeah i thought andy ruiz was fighting like asap soon i, I mean maybe yeah. look or at may first he's fighting may first is again. he is he fight- yeah Okay, so I so the the Wilder fight is is still in talk, so it's not official. But that's what yeah. I think. That's working cool. with some of these guys is crazy, man. Because as soon as Wilder Whoever lost, next fight gets to fight Wilder next. Um, what, yeah, well, yeah, uh, I, I think if Ruiz wins, he he will. I mean, look, that's probably the biggest sure. fight for Wilder and Ruiz, anyways. Yeah, for sure. But Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury is the mega fight that will yeah. pack a stadium, sir. What's up with um, Gervonta Davis? Tank? I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't He's know. Jail. Did you hear what happened? No. Tell me. What happened? He, he, um, he got a hit and run. Okay, dude. What, uh, was he drunk? I have no idea. I haven't really read the article, but I think he's in. He's in. He's going to be in jail for like seven years. He ran a red light, hit and run, and like all those other shit going on. He's Which, looking at jail time seven years because this is not a first offense for him. Then I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. He's he's in and out of man. My, my man is always in trouble. He is. Yeah. How does that? Oh, he it, he got. It says fourteen counts related. Yeah, it just says in run. Yeah, for in fourteen counts related to a hit and run in November. That's okay, well, like why do like. Celebrities are like, when you have talent like that. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Freaking get an Uber, especially if you're a multimillionaire. Exactly. Just freaking uh, like Uber whatever. Or hire a driver. Yeah, get a driver, man. Exactly. But my Mayweather's got to figure it out. He's got like six bodyguards around him at all times and probably doesn't have to do exactly. nothing if he He's doesn't smart. work. Mayweather is one of the smartest. <laughs> yeah. I look up to Mayweather for sure. He said he wants, if you want, uh, if you want to get rich, 
by earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Get into real estate. Do your thing. Um, so, sure. I mean, so let's talk about your boxing match. How did that come? How did that happen? Um, that's a good question. I think I was in Hawaii. I was in a vacation and my boy from the industry just hit me up. He's like, hey, you want to do a boxing match? And I was like, yeah, I'm down. It's wild because you were already the number one 67.5 or 148 pound lifter of the of that division in the world. So you were already an elite power lifter. Correct. But I like I did boxing because I was like kind of bored of powerlifting. So I wanted to try to switch to something new. And actually, yeah, when I was boxing, it was like I think it was like a eight weeks prep as well, too. So it was like a last minute. And, and how, so was it, was it, it was an amateur fight, right? Yeah, it was an amateur fight. Okay. And, yeah, but still, sorry, go ahead. It was through USA boxing. So it was oh, like, okay. pretty, yeah. And, and you just decided like, so one of your friends is like, man, I've got to, I'm putting together a fight card. Do you want to hop on this? And cause I remember on the Instagram, seeing you in the fucking like at the weigh-ins staring the guy down and be like, can't wait. Can't wait to let some hands go tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, um, <laughs> you, like, what you're boxing? Like, this is, you know, we see some guys and girls like Steffi Cohen's uh, training right now. She hasn't boxed yet, but um, it's coming. It's coming. Uh -huh. Like, it's not often. I think you're the first person that comes to mind, and there might be some more out there, that were the current number one lifter in the world for their weight of class. And then they decide to jump into another like fight sport, like boxing and give it a go. Some people have come from a boxing background or like something like that, but you were like, you jumped in there. Did you, th and here's the thing. Most people, if you're having your first boxing match, you don't have to deal with too much pressure. You don't have to deal because it's, it's you're, you're starting at the bottom, like whatever, I'm just going to do this win or lose no one's really going to know, you know, it's okay. It doesn't change anything. But with yourself, you already had a following. I'm in Canada, a different country, man. And I knew about it because, you know, you're TNT, you're the power lifter, right? You're, you're doing your thing. So people yeah. like in this community all over are going to know about it. Did you feel pressure? Because you were, you look confident as shit. You were posting like, going to throw some hands and do business. <laughs> yeah, I was super confident, but I was doing it all for fun. So I was just doing it all for fun. And actually, the real story is my guy dropped out last minute before the fight. So that guy I fought, we sparred like a week before. He actually broke my nose. He's like, oh, let's go 50%. When somebody tells you, let's go 50%, they're going to go 150%. So he felt confident fighting me after he, um, we sparred in training. And then that day after we sparred, I told him my guy dropped out. And then he's like, hey, we should fight. So he was actually heavier than me. I was walking around 145. He was walking around 172. Holy smokes, so, dude. So he actually invited me to his restaurant. He fed me. He gave me like free meals, steak, lobsters, everything the night before weigh-ins. So I probably weighed in at like 150. The night of, and the morning time, I had to like chug half a gallon of water. I was eating a, 
cupcakes and I had to stuff two pounds or three pounds of um, dumbbell weights on my crotch for us to meet in like in that weight because there's like a 10 pound allowance. So I weighed in at 154 and he weighed in at like 165 or something like that. Weren't you? Okay. But I was already training for it. So I didn't want to back down and like advertise everything that, hey, I'm going to fight. And then last minute, I don't have a match. So that's why I took it. So, Dude, you really are tiny and tough. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, like, like that's that first, that is a ballsy move. Um, you fought a guy who's like 20 pounds heavier and mm-hmm. the week before broke your nose. And like, Correct. and you're like, damn, I, I don't know how I felt about how that sparring match went. And he, and he's confident as hell thinking this dude is half my size and I roughed him up. Hey man, why don't we fight? And you're like, all right. Like that's, yeah. were you nervous? Well, too, or I don't think they found him a match, but it was like, all right, let's do it. But so were you, we, were you thinking, sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 go. What I, was gonna, I was just going to ask, like, were you like, so I, I just want to hop in your mind for a second here. Cause for, okay. You, this probably seems normal to you. Uh, you came up scrapping in the backyard with boxing gloves, but for some people listening, they would be like, especially like power lifters who are coming, like picturing you being like a, a, an elite power lifter. And in this situation, weren't you like nervous? Weren't you like, okay, this guy's bigger than me, broke my nose the week before. And he like clearly feels, he got a taste of what I was bringing and he clearly feels confident. And he's like, why don't we fight? And he's like, oh, I bet you would like that, dude. You're twice my size. And you, and you think you did well in our sparring match. Were you nervous? No, because we sparred twice. He got me in the first one. That second one, I got him back. So I was like, oh, I got him. So that's when my confidence went up. But the first one, I was like, bro, you said we're going 50%, but you were going 150%. So I was going 50%, but he was going 150%. Yeah. So that's how I knew. I was like, oh, I can beat this guy for sure. So so, so the sparring match actually gave you a little bit of confidence with it? Yourself? Correct. Yeah, but I just took his offer because I didn't want to not be able not to fight during that night. Yeah. I mean, it's I already- everything <laughs> yeah you and man you got a following and people, exactly. and people it doesn't matter what the story is people will say like ah you pulled out of it though you yeah know? exactly so it would have been a other way around i was like nah I'd, i'll take anybody yeah at that point yeah it, so. it's funny how both you guys left that sparring match thinking i think i could whip this guy that's probably common yeah. i beat yeah, everybody actually, leaves like, he fought like i don't know he did every single industry boxing there was so he's had like a couple years experience, eight to 10 years, maybe. But oh. it just like when he fought, he was like super slow. That's how I knew it was like, oh, this because the previous times I watched his um, his sparring or boxing videos, he was actually faster. He's gained a little bit weight. So I was like, oh, he's got slower. <laughs> but when it came down to it, he was like so scared. He kept on like trying to hug me. He kept on running away. But when I knocked him down, he told all his friends like, yo, Tiny tough probably hit the hardest I ever hit been hit in my life. <laughs> so so this guy, had you, never... head, you know, headgear is actually like supports your head. So and, and, and um, he already had matches as well. Like you're fighting a guy yeah, bigger that than you in. Ex- that was my first time boxing. It sounds like a gutsy move, man. <laughs> it was, but actually, we um, I was prepping for for the last match that um. I was going to fight on. So this is was before the whole COVID happened. Somebody called me out. So I took the fight. So we're fighting for the industry belt. 
What? Okay, you got another fight coming? Oh uh, yeah, I had a um another fight last March. Was it March, babe? Yeah, March twenty something like that. So we trained for like I did like a twelve week camp for that one. I was that one was like very serious because this guy was pretty good as well too. So everything got canceled when COVID hit. That week of when COVID came, that's when the week that we were supposed to fight. In, in in so why did this guy who who are these people calling you out, man? Do they know you're a powerlifter? Check out, see your media following, and they think I I'm think they good. know that's what it is. I think they were just calling me out for the clout, you know. Yeah. But the industry loved me because I bring in so much people and so much money into the venue. So that's why they loved they loved having me as a headline. So well, well, I, you you deliver too. I mean, uh, right. you, like for anyone listening, you you beat the piss out of that guy. You fought. I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy was bigger and had boxing matches, and you were a powerlifter, but you Correct. did powerlifting a service. Like you, you, you. See, it's the thing. You, you didn't like your hands are fast, man. You're not moving like most powerlifters would think you would move. Like you were freaking. You pieced the guy up and knocked him right the hell out. Like it was a good scrap. <laughs> it was fun, but it, it could have been better. But it was my first time sparring or first time being in a boxing ring so i was like i didn't know what i expected so mm -hmm. i was just throwing all whatever <laughs> yeah. and, and what what year was this this is 2018 it was i think it was 2019 was it 2019 okay yes 2019 so but at this point you had already won the 2018 current u.s open i mean you were already I, well I did 2018 currents because they've never had a they didn't have a weight class at 148 they had, let me take a look here. Cause it says, yep. uh, when, when was, so what currents did you do? Cause you did, did all fit expos. 15, 17 and 18 uh, and 15, 16 and 17, I believe. 15, 16, 17. Yeah. I'm just pulling up your, uh, God bless open powerlifting, sir. <laughs> Wait, let's double check on that. Sure. Cause it says 2000. Yeah. You got 2018. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So 2019 yeah. is when they didn't have 148 at that weight class. And uh, so why do you think, have you, because you've for a little bit there actually semi moved up to the 75 kilo class, but you're basically just a 70 kilo lifter. I'm using communist units, forgive me, but, uh, but, yeah. but you moved up a weight class for a little bit. Um, why was that, do you think? Is it because you're chasing competition? No, I was just trying to see what I could do in my walking weight. I'm actually trying to like still gain weight and fill up at 165, but I can't, I have a hard time gaining weight. I have like the hardest. I think the heaviest was like 2017. I was like 163 pounds. And then I cut down to 148. And that was the best meet I ever did. I think that's when I broke the all-time world record. And do you feel, like, do you cut a lot of water weight? I do actually, now I do. About like 12 pounds, 12, 15 pounds water weight. But I do everything last minute. <laughs> so I do it two days out, two, three days out before um weigh-ins. Um, because cutting water weight is a freaking it's like 12 pounds at your body weight is a significant chunk. Like 12 pounds usually is something that I mean you do have 24 hour weigh-ins, which helps, but Correct. at one point you're 12 pounds dehydrated. I mean, at your that's I don't know the math right off the top of my head in terms of the percentage, but there there's certain percentages they say of body weight that it starts getting real tough. Yeah. 
they're usually like 10%. So what I'm actually doing for this competition is I'm trying to drop that as low as I can to win like top three Wilkes for this coming Kearns US Open. I have big competitions coming up. <laughs> what, we got Dan Bell, we got John Hack, Chad Penson, and then 181s, you got Michael, the new upcomer, um, I don't know his name, Blake, a 181. Oh, I Blake Lehu, yeah. Yeah, and then you got Malik in that weight class, Ross Petkov. Yeah, and he's won previously too. Like all these guys have all broken records and um, have been around the block. I mean, this, yeah, it's a murderer's row, man. What do you think about all these money meets all of a sudden? It feels like there's more and more now. I remember when Kern first came around, everybody was super excited. Like Kern was around, but before it didn't have that backing where it became big money, like big, thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer. Now we have several competitions like that. When that first started happening, we were like, holy smokes, this is actually going to happen. Like we're actually going to start, like, is there enough that you can start making some money powerlifting or is it still not really there yet? The Kearns was actually giving out 40,000 every single year. This year they dropped it down to 25. Right. 40,000 is more than what a minimum wage people make. Oh yeah. So, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not bad for a day's work. Yeah, it's, it's not bad for sure for one day. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad for a day's work. The only problem is you got to fucking beat guys like John Hack and like those guys to get it. Competitive out there. That's yeah. when you had like Larry Wills doing it as well too. Everybody's you. And they had lightweight and heavyweight. So they had two separate categories, divisions. One was 40K at heavyweight and one was 40K at lightweight. Right. Now yeah, it's yeah. all mixed up in one big category. Yeah. So now what they don't was, even have the divisions anymore. What was previously probably the biggest competition where you were like, holy smokes, um, of all the, com- of, of the meets that you've had? It was probably 2015 or 16 Kearns US Open. Actually, it was like 2017. That's when I broke the record. And is that the one, was that the first one when the money really came in? Yeah, that's the first one that came in. Who took first that day? Um, uh, I believe ben, that, no. was it Ben Polak? No, he took this has been this is when John had just left the IPF, so he was still correct. I think he tried to make a go of it, Natty, initially. Uh, so oh, he, he wasn't yeah. Uber John yet, he wasn't Uber yeah. John yet, he was semi human, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was semi human, but yeah, uh, did that day. I'm t- I know I, I took. Um, I took top three, me, Ben Polak, and I forgot who the first one was. I think I'm going ben- to see if I can't find this right now, sir. But I remember the, the hype on the, the U.S. Open, uh, the current U.S. Open, when they first brought in the money meet. I mean, people started coming over from the IPF, like Dennis Cornelius was a world champion. Oh, um, yeah. Um, Long like we had a few guys left the IPF just to dip their toe into this and be like, let me try it. Let me give a kick at this. Um, and yeah, Ben Pollock was still there. Have you seen bon, um, Ben Pollock lately? Dude, he's also from the IPF, right? Like him and John were 83 kilo rivals, like 180 some odd pounds rivals. And now he looks like the thing from, from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> right. <laughs> He literally looks like the thing he from the has gained double the size. I've ever he, seen him. 
he is an absolute monster. He shaved his head. And uh, yeah, he, he, he's a different human being right now. He's a beast. I am. Um, so, John Hack. Yeah, John Hack competed that day. No. No, it was 2016 then. It was the 2016? Yeah. Yeah, this is 2016 when I um, did my best meet in that competition. And when you got into powerlifting, did you have like powerlifting idols that you looked up to or anybody like that? Uh, that's funny. It was actually um, the Ant-Man. Uh, Gant? Who, who's the no. Ant-Man? At the 132 pounds. Um, Let me see here. Richard Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. I remember Richard Hawthorne. And the first U.S. Open, that's when I competed against him at 132. And I beat him. Oh, so you actually, this, it became when your idol becomes your rival. Your rival is exactly, yeah. <laughs> and how is that like when you show up and it's going to be him? Because it was crazy because all my friends from Hawaii used to show me him when I was like 17. And you were like, man, I want to be like, like him one day? On his level one day. So they used to show me videos of him, him in the cage, lifting. And I was impressed. I was like, one day I want to be just like him. And then it came down to it. I was like, when you <laughs> what? like, I didn't do as good as I wanted to do at 132. Cause I, that was a big cut for me. I was walking around probably like at 148, 149. And I had to cut down to 132. What? So that was a tough cut for me. What do you do to cut weight? Well, if you wait till the end and if it's going to be a water cut. So I just, um, so what do I do? Well, so I fast for 36 hours, oh. no food, no water. I take magnesium citrate oh, and yeah. just system. And the day of, I take Lasix, so the uh, diuretics. And then if I have to do extra cut, I just go on the jacuzzi for like 30 minutes. And I just put like albaline all over my body to open up all my pores. Do you do, um, do you, I'll tell you a story about the magnesium citrate in a second. Do you do um, like water loading and water cutting? No, I don't do that. Oh, no kidding. So, uh, yeah. cause it, that's the thing. So, like, because calories is like, obviously you convert it to energy. So when you, but on the flip side, you also have a 24 hour way in which you can put the calories back in your body. Great. Then gain, gain all your weight back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit when you're two hour away in, if you haven't eaten yet, if you eat and lift within two hours, you're not going to have the same calories back in your body. So you're like, you probably should go the water route as a, cause you could rehydrate quicker than you're going to digest 3000 calories um, mm -hmm. and use it. But it's different when it's 24 hour away and a two hour away. And that's where like procedures and protocols change. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I was cutting, when I was wrestling, I was cutting like 10 pounds every single week. So I used to just fast and take the magnesium citrate 24 hours before weigh-ins. So Stop. that's how, that, so that's how the magnesium citrate came, um, came along. Is from wrestling because I used to do it every single week and it works. It works. It works. It works for me. So, yeah, it, it's. I'm not. I, so I was. Uh, so I remember I took some magnesium citrate, um, uh -huh. and I was like, I don't think this is working, man. So I took another. 
and I, I chucked <laughs> another bottle. Oh and, no! And then, and I was like, I don't really feel it too much. So I was right. driving, and then I was like, Oh, oh. my god! Like. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling dog uh, yeah. to die with. I don't, I'm, I'm looking at the side of the road. Like, I don't care. It's uh, it, I'm running into this McDonald's and I'm doing like, it was, it's horrid, man. The feel you have the, the anxiety that hits you. You're like, Oh no, <laughs> it works. Cause I was started thinking like, maybe it doesn't work. And um, I just, I don't know why it was such a delayed reaction. For How me. long did it hit you? A couple hours? Um, oh, it stayed. It stayed, bro. I took too much. Like, because yeah, it's, it's almost, crazy. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, a, yeah, man. It's yeah. almost, it was a classic mistake of like the guy who eats the edibles and he's like, I don't really feel high yet. So he eats more edibles. And yeah. it's like, yeah. no, it just hasn't kicked in yet. It's, yep. it's going to work. You're like, I don't think it works. I don't think it, it's like, no, just chill, oh chill, man. God. And, yeah. um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it definitely works, but it'll clean you out. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's why I, I use that. That's the only one that I use because I've tried pills before and I don't like it. That's the only one that works. What is the last one you tried? Magnesium? What? Milk of magnesium? Yeah. And that doesn't, it works one time, but the magnesium works throughout the whole day. That's a big difference about it. Yeah. You just, it, have, to, you just have to kind of time it. You got to know your sure. timing because it can last. Like it so can, that's why 24 hours or 36 hours. So I time myself. Right. Because I don't diet or I don't do anything until the last day. I just take that and I drop 10, 15 pounds easily. Do you ever have like some tough calls where you're like, oh my God, I'm not sure if I'm going to. No. I'm like always confident I'm going to make it. So it's easy. So if it, I don't make it, I just go in the sauna last minute or do the Epsom salt bath. Yeah. Which is I've all. tried that before. The but Epsom actually, salt- that's why I went to Costco because I'm going to, I'll be dieting for, um, for two weeks. And I'll probably do like a fighter's cut on the day of or the um, the last week. Sorry, did you say a fighter's cut? Yeah. What's that? You got. I'll be. So I'm gonna have one of my coaches at the gym. He trains like all the pros as well too. He trains all football players, MMA fighters. So whatever he has me doing, so I have no idea. So he had he bought a sauna suit for me, Abilene, and then we're just gonna be moving. It's um. When I had to do some, like some of my biggest cuts back in the day, um, cause I was in some jams too, where it's just like, you know, you just live in the life, you throw in a little bit more weight than you should have. And you're like, Oh no, I got to lose a lot of weight quickly. I reached yeah. out to an MMA fighter, like a local MMA fighter who was notorious for, cause MMA fighters cut crazy weight. Like they exactly. just do. So I was like, what do I do? What's the protocol, my man? And he's like, how much you got to drop? And it was like, it was, it was a good chunk. We're talking like 15 pounds ish, but the weigh in was like a two hour weigh in. So like, there's oh, not a lot. Yeah. So he was like, this isn't going to be fun, but it's doing. Yeah. And he told, he's like, get your phone out and take notes. And he started giving me the notes. And I'm like, I mean, right down to measuring how much salt I took to mm-hmm. uh, like water load, deload, like the whole night. And he's like, and then at this hour, take the site magnesium citrate, he, going through the whole night. And then I made weight, man. And I bounced back too, because the bounce back is just as important in terms of rehydration and what you eat. That's more important than cutting weight. But yeah, I mean, you got to make weight, but yeah, for sure. Like, cause then your day's shit. If you don't, if you don't do it properly, exactly. you did it for nothing. Exactly. And you're not going to gain all your strength back or your, your feelings back and day of. So 
What was what's your what's your rebound meals? I have. What do we have, babe? What babe? A rebound meal. Yeah, when you after you weighed in and you're gonna get some strength back, do you have something you want to eat? So the first thing I do after weighing in for a big cut is I chug a Pedialyte. Yeah. I think one liter of those, one V8 juice, and a protein shake. So the first meal is not literally all liquids first. I want to get in all the liquid back in my system and what I lost. And then I'll probably eat my first meal after three hours. So the first meal will be just like chicken and rice, soy sauce and salt in there, and a V8 juice. I'll have a V8 juice in every single meal that I have. And then third meal will probably be a steak. No, another chicken or anything or, or fish with rice and a V8 juice. And then lastly, dinner will be like steak and rice or sweet potatoes. Yeah. So, so you are crushing calories. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can gain back. Uh, I can gain all my weight back. I would like, I can even gain more than what I lost actually. You're feeling big. So as I can, cause I eat, I can eat. Yeah. I love I mean, food. <laughs> you got how much, uh, like, are you just got a super fast metabolism? I have a fast metabolism. Yeah. I use the bathroom like probably like five to eight times a day. <laughs> and it goes straight down to my system. It does not. Dude, uh, bless you, man. I freaking wish I could like, do you know how many calories you eat or are you do? You... I probably eat around like four to like 6,000 calories a day. What? Dude, because I'm moving around all day. Yeah. And I need to eat like every three hours. If I don't, my heart start shaking and my body starts shaking fast. And then that ketosis mode starts hitting. So I have to every three, four hours. I guess like, so how often do you incorporate doing things like boxing in your training? Have you done it the whole time or? No, I would, I would only box if I have like a boxing match coming up or I, I hold mitts and glove. I mean, mitts and spar with my clients all day. So that's how like, I incorporate boxing in my training, but rather than that, I don't really train boxing until I have like, I'm out of like a, a competition, mm-hmm. not training for a, for a competition meet powerlifting. Cause it won't help in terms of strength, but it sure will like, it'll help get you like the body weight down. And keep for sure. athletic. I do a lot of sprints and I do hiking as far as like my cardio and just mitt works. It's crazy. More and more powerlifters now are into being like athletic is what I'm noticing. There was a time when people like almost like to brag about, I'm, I'm not an athlete, I'm a powerlifter. And it was like a fat powerlifter who, you know, he's all strength and whatever. In like those days, like now you see people are always like jacked six packs, you know, athletic and doing like a far more athletic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you noticed that too? What is that? Have you noticed that too? Yes, I have actually. Yeah, more and more people are trying to like want to like they're putting in their bucket list as far as like powerlifting, powerlifting. So they want to try and see and get their um, feet wet with powerlifting. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen a lot of like people try to do like bikini or bodybuilding, but it's just not for everybody. It's bodybuilding is hard. You did so you did that initially. Um, did how did you enjoy it? Because I had a friend, I've had a couple of friends who did like bodybuilding. Uh, they did like fitness because there's different categories. Um, Correct. 
I had a buddy do bodybuilding and a buddy do fitness, but it is, so I don't know if you have to get as lean in some of the categories, but it is like not fun at all, man. Like even the workouts, my buddy at the end, you are next to death. Like you have no calories. You're drained. Your hormones are, are off so badly off because your body fat's so low. And um, like you, it is not enjoyable process. I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> what did you find about it? I, to be honest with you, I've never really uh, taken it seriously. I just did it for fun as well. When I was doing it, I was like 18, 19. So I was doing all the teen competitions. Okay. There was not really any competitions in there. <laughs> is this more yeah it's more like a self-goal then i can eat and still look the same the way i look now actually like my first couple competitions i was like eating pizza and like drinking beer before like i stepped on stage <laughs> so it wasn't really like, serious for me well yeah i guess not man the way yeah but my brother did, my brother took it seriously though and how did he like so you got to see the i got to see suffered the... like with all his dieting i was like hell no i love food i'm not gonna do that it, it is absolutely like the amount of, so I, I track macros, but I'm like, not like need to just to get close, stay close to a weight class. Right. Whereas they get like the amount of lean they get when you see them in real life, like I, it's getting so competitive now because people have all these it, it, apps and they, they yeah. like the, the knowledge they know on how to cut weight. I mean, it's, it's freaking crazy what they do to their bodies, man. Like my buddy, the week before the competition is bodybuilding competition. Like on stage, he looked fantastic, but in real life, you're like, you could tell, you know, when you could tell me around somebody, it's like, they, they're not sleeping. They're not eating. They're like, they're like, he's like, sorry, man, I'm a little foggy right now. And I'm like, I'm like, bro. The big difference is the powerlifters are nice. They're funny. And bodybuilders are mean. Cause they they're, they're dieting it's like yeah. no carbs in their system. So they're like assholes. It's like, bro, fill out. <laughs> he, he actually told me like, yeah, it was like problems. It was like, like, he's a nice guy, but you could tell like, like he was oh. going through, you know, even it doesn't matter. And sure. even if you're a nice guy, you're going to be, if you yeah. feel like shit, it's hard to fake it. Yeah, you don't have food in your system or you have no carbs. Good luck. You get hangry. Sure. Yeah. I seen one of his clients we were in the gym and some dude asked her like too many times if she was done with something and she blew up on this guy in the gym. Like, I mean like a full on confrontation. We're all like, you know, like, but the whole gym was like, looked over like what is going on over there. And, And my buddy was like, she's like eight days out. And it did today is not the day. And I'm like, bro, this is a crazy sport. Like, I'm so glad I'm a power lifter. We are like, this is, how is this fun? When you're literally like hangry and like, if you're a woman too, your hormones, like if your body fat gets really low, like Uh, messed up, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, You got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Like it does, it happens to the men too, but it's even far more with the women. So it's like, man, it's a hell of a sacrifice for people getting involved in the bodybuilding side. Do you coach people? Um, Cause you said you work with, like, what are some of the people that you work with? I mainly do like um, general fitness, so like weight loss, strength gain. I do uh, a lot of strength training online, and then also just boxing and kickboxing work. So, because I started, uh, I opened up all the UFC gyms here in San Diego. So we do, we all do like all the classes and stuff. I had no idea you did the UFC gyms, my friend. Yeah, I did. I did it for like for a while. 
think 2013 to 2017. Wow. And uh, so yeah. how did you end up with the UFC gyms? My boy was um, one of the managers, so he just hooked me up. He's like, hey, hey, you want to um, help open up the UFC gym? We, I, we started as doing sales. We did the pre-sales for like five locations here in San Diego. And then in addition to that, when I went to school for kinesiology, that's when I wanted to transfer to uh, PT training and coaching. And do you, do you find like um, in terms of the satisfaction working with clients or, or like your own personal like athletic goals, how is that different for you? When you see, like, do you have clients who are competing in some of these sports or is it mostly general fitness? I have mostly general fitness, but I've probably 50% of my clients that I've trained them for, for competitions for mostly for powerlifting though. And what's it like, like in terms of satisfaction, is it, cause it's tough. Look at it's cause it's not your, you can't live through someone else, but on the flip side, helping somebody like, you know, somebody come in when you might've seen them when they're like kind of shy and unsure and you take right. them from A and you take them to B and you help them hit their goals. Also pretty satisfying as well. It's super satisfying. I love it. They love it also. Like when they hit their achievements and goals, they love it and they want to keep going and going and going again. So yeah. it's a good, yeah. Do you prefer working with athletes or the general public? Do you think? I'll do both. I like working with both. I mean, it's different, like an athlete's fun because you get to see what they can physically do, but also Correct. if it's just a general public thing, you can actually change someone's life as well. Correct. Right? So, actually, so what's that, sorry? I have a lot of middle Eastern clients. So I've changed a couple of their lives. They, I have never really like posted on my Instagram because of their society. They yeah. don't like post it on my social media or their social media, but I've seen, I've, set them with like a lot of success to this day i have i have got business proposition to open up gyms in kuwait and qatar so damn are you gonna take them up how did that happen actually yeah me and my um, girlfriend was supposed to move this year but we're waiting we just got a house too so what happened was one of my clients in um, qatar i've been training him since he was in when he started as a freshman in college so I've trained him for four years in between. And when he graduated, his dad's like, hey, we want to open up a gym in, in Qatar. Are you down? So they gave us like free housing. They offered us free housing to open up the gym, manage the gym and like take another coach with me up there. But we'll see. It's still open in the air. They're still down to open it. But when things are going over here, it's going great. So we'll see how it goes. It's, it's, it's life funny, man. You know what I mean? We're like, you don't know who, who you're going to meet and who could, like the, the next guy who comes through, next girl who comes through the door could change your life. Well, 100%. It's, it's so, uh, it, it, that's why you always got to treat everybody like, you know, treat them good, man. Like, you know, just mm -hmm. do your, you may you know, never, or what offer comes into your door for sure. Exactly. What bridge you're going to burn or, mm -hmm. or the door you're going to have open, propped open if you do this properly. For sure. uh, that's a hell of a man. If you get a house and everything, so you don't have expenses, but you're just earning money. Oh, damn. Correct. Yeah. But Qatar. I don't know much about. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a whole different life. A whole different culture out there. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still young. We're still young. So we're down and open to like, check it out. You know, it is, you know what? 
You only live once, 40? man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 41, my man. No ways. Yeah, yeah, dude. No way. Well, thank you. You make me feel better. Yeah, dog. Yeah, you look better for sure. No, man, I'm, I'm 41, like my friend. No way. Good shit. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to take these opportunities when they come, man. Because, well, I mean, not necessarily. You can exactly. think about it. Yep. Think about it. But um, I don't think I'll ever get that offer here in California. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Like, you're you're young enough that if you go out there, it doesn't have to be like, you could go out there for a few years and, mm-hmm. you know. Come back. Exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be forever. And like, fuck, the experience of having run that and the amount of money you could make if you have no expenses. So even if you did it for a few years, be like, look, I'll give you three years, bank that money because I'm not paying for a house or anything. Just bank money and we come home. And if you go with your girl, you know, you're good. You know, you're not, it's different if you had to go completely by yourself. Yeah, exactly. You're not alone. Sure. Yeah. If you had, if you had, to, if, if someone took me, dropped me in the middle of Qatar, totally different culture and environment. I don't know nobody. I'd be like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'd be, I don't know what the hell I would do. Look at Larry Wills. He's in Dubai right now. He's living it. How did, so how did that happen? What is the Larry, do you know what the Larry Wheels situation, how we ended up in Dubai of all places? I have no idea, to be honest with you. So when I met him, he actually moved uh, moved out to L.A. From New York to L.A., he had a, a high-rise in L.A. He got a $1.3 million house or a high-rise in L.A. And then all of a sudden, he moved. I think he met somebody as well. Yeah, because all his sponsorships, he brings in so much people. He brings in so much, like, I think, what was it, Iron Rebel? I believe it's Iron Rebel. He produced about 120,000 in one month and he got like 40 percent of it or 20 percent i don't know what the full detail was oh, wow that's man. just with one sponsorship yeah no he's look at his his um social media i mean he's at like two million followers like he's got right. legit, like like he's a freaking actor or something like he's got legit yeah. following he's a legend for sure and he's yeah. young he's, what 24 23 um, I mean, he's got to be, he might be a little older than that now, but he's not a much older. Like he's still for sure in it around mid twenties. Like he's a, I think yeah, he's, he's like one year younger than me or two years, I believe. Cause he's, yeah, you're 27, 27. Yeah. That's insane yeah. for him to be like, he doesn't even have to work anymore. He has his own merch PR social, social media sponsorships. Yeah. It's, it's in, yeah. like not long before. Well, I mean, so I mean, I gotta tell you, so when you started around like 2014, 2015, when you met like those, uh, Gracie V and whatnot, we didn't have this. Like when you first started no. powerlifting 2015, there was no such thing as what we're talking about right now. That exactly. would be a pipe dream to even talk about. It would be crazy. That's yeah. It's just insane. To think about like Larry. Oh, they love, like Middle Easterns love out like outsider people being in their country. You know, look at um, what's that big bodybuilder, Big Rami from Kuwait. So he they train at Oxygen. He's yeah. not even from Kuwait, but he reps Kuwait because he gets paid to work out over there. Oh my God, man, how is this possible? Like, I get it to an extent where because it's exotic. And um, anything mm-hmm. that's exotic is like intriguing, right? So right. I get it, I get it. But like, the, it's crazy because there, there, there's money out there, man. And if the right person meets you and is like, I want to bring Here's you money. over. Yeah. Exactly. So 
you just got to stay open, man. You just got to stay open to those opportunities. Yeah. God knows. I mean, and now Larry is, um, I don't know if he's going to come back to powerlifting, but. Um, no, I don't, he, he doesn't have to compete or he doesn't have to do anything anymore. He just needs to just post stuff on his social media and he'll, he'll get paid. Yeah. That's all. He seems to be doing uh, like a lot of arm wrestling now. Yeah. Arm wrestling, strong man. He's like, he does everything. He pretty much can though. Yeah. He did powerlifting and then he did bodybuilding. And then now he did like, he did strongman as well too. Yeah. He, and, and when he goes, he goes big. So when he did um, strongman, he was linking up with half Thor, the world's yeah. strongest man and training with him. When he did um, bodybuilding, I mean, he won. I remember him winning the competition he went into. I mean, he's crazy jacked. I mean, that my man is jacked 24 seven anyways. And then when he did um, arm wrestling, he's with the, like, I know, I don't, I'm not as into arm wrestling, but I do recognize some of the names he's with. He hooks, it's yeah. part of having that celebrity status is when you reach out there, it's all access. You don't exactly. hear those. Nope, you know? yep. <laughs> they want to collab. So then, so he's going to learn from the best of the best, which helps speed, you know, your, your, your learning curve when you're taking on these new ventures. I don't know yeah. how good he's ever going to be at arm wrestling, but if you go to his YouTube now, it's almost all arm wrestling. And really? Yeah. I don't really like, yeah. But more like on um, just Instagram. Cause I don't like just sit down and watch YouTube videos Same. all day. Same. Yeah. I don't. I use Instagram just to see like quick, quick snippet of like people, what they're doing, you know? So, I, so I'm the same yeah. way. Like I don't, I'll go on Instagram. Give me a highlight. What are you training for? Cool. Exactly. I'll catch a clips. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm also not that guy where I'm going to sit down and watch. I don't want to watch you squat for 20 minutes and hear Correct. your thoughts on it. I don't need to hear your <laughs> thoughts on, on, on your session. I don't have oh. time. Yeah. But yeah. loves that stuff though. Yes. Much viewers and subscribers. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy how, um, like, yeah, we powerlifting social media blows up, but like there are YouTube videos. Yeah. People will sit down and just watch a full on squat session. Like and what, how do you like to use your social media? Do you, so I, do you have a social, do you have a YouTube account that you like to I, post up on? I really active on it. I just see pretty much everything is all like Instagram. Yeah. I need to like start on back on that YouTube game though. That's how people uh, people are making extra money just posting their videos. It works, man. And not only for it not only for um like uh, money from YouTube, but like sponsors are collecting clients because like clients find you there. Oh, I, I found you know I found this guy, and you just get into his videos, and then when they're looking for a coach, they're gonna reach out to you. Like, like whenever, whatever Larry puts out, if it's a t-shirt or if it's a program or if it's whatever, he's going to make mm -hmm. tons of dough just off of his social media. You know? exactly. I just do more for just advertisement. It's a free advertisement. So why not? Yeah. So that's what I use Instagram for. Yeah, exactly. It's just easier for me to wrap my head around. Um, if you're taking like, like a top set video, as opposed yeah. to like 20 minute video with some production involved and you're talking about your day gets like i it's not what i watch i don't watch powerlifters youtube videos i watch their instagram i'm like you i watch their instagrams but yep. i don't sit down and <laughs> i don't want to so if i was to do a video like i can i understand where if someone's like yeah i don't watch it so for me to do it i'd be like i don't even know if i would watch this <laughs> i'm like feels weird to do it exactly the same way for sure yeah let me see one minute video is long enough Long enough, man. Yeah. Tell, tell, <laughs> me about, tell me about your day in your caption, maybe. 
Yeah, you that's know, it. That's, that's it, bro. We're good. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm it's scrolling. Like, it's fast, like 30 seconds, I'm just going to probably like scroll down through that's it. it. Yeah. You better get to that top set real quick. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to see your warm ups. We're good, yeah. man. We're good. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a, but I do understand because look at Larry Wheels, obviously, shit took yeah. off for him. And then Steffi Cohen um, is absolutely killing the game as well. How, have you been watching yeah. Steffi Cohen's? So, as a boxing guy, have you been watching Steffi Cohen's um, throwing hands and and what? I, I, actually, she's got she's she's had a big improvement. She, from first, yeah, from the first video I've seen her, she's been doing it now. It's been man, it's been like eighteen months. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. She's training with like she has pros coming in her gym. Does she really? Yeah, she just had um, who was that guy that um, Masdeval just fought? Um, yeah, no, I saw RDA, RDA who was a was world a, champion. Yeah, he was a champ as well. They did a podcast uh, with him. What RDA? Yeah, it was. They did a. And, they had a podcast with him actually. Uh, they correct. hybrid had a podcast with him. But Steffi Cohen, she is hitting because she's got money coming in, so she doesn't have to work a day job, so For she sure. can box like <laughs> as many hours as she wants to box. So she's exactly. kind of like she's kind of like um, a Jake Paul and Logan Paul, where they're like. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. skipping the line with skills because those guys are millionaires. Um, right. and, and they're like, here's what I want to do. I want to start boxing and I'm going to box like every day, all day for like the next three years. So they're going to get way better than the average guy because that's all, that's all they got to do, man. Exactly. I've seen Logan Paul and Jake Paul, big improvement from their boxing game as well too. Yeah. Yeah. They're training. Who are they training with? Um, I know at one point the uh, the one Paul brother was with Shannon Briggs, but then but then not. That was, was from, also with um, Shane Mosley, right? Um, I think so. So I think they've bounced around a little bit. Yeah, um, they do. So I'm not sure who they are with right now. I don't think Shannon Briggs anymore. I, I'm not sure Mosley. I know Zab Judah was with um, yeah. one of them as well for a little bit. Like I don't I don't know training as a coach, but certainly a training partner. But they were doing, you know, they could bounce around again. They're millionaires, man. They could afford whoever they want and bring them in and get the best of the best out of it. So that's mm -hmm. why, like, Steffi Cohen's improvement, like, she's not, like, on the Paul brother, like, you know, celebrity and money. But to a lesser extent, though, she could still, like, dive into her passion. And it's fighting now. I want to see it, man. Like, when Steffi, here's, okay, we're talking about your pressure when you're like, all right, eight weeks out, I'm just going to take this fight. When Steph, the thing is, all the videos that Steffi's put out is all boxing lately. Yes, it has. So much boxing. When she finally has her boxing match, you know how many people are gonna. You know how many people are gonna be watching this. And be like, all right, let's see it. I'll be. I'll be one of them for sure. Oh, I'll be one of them for <laughs> sure, dude. I will for sure be one of them. But, but it's hard to get in that ring. It takes um, big hard to get in that ring. I'll tell you that much. Like the like, it's one thing to do sparring, and obviously. Yeah. You know, hopefully they match her properly. It's and... so different. Once you get in that ring and stage, you don't hear anybody. You're just there. You better be on. You better be focused. You have your A game on or else you're you're going down. Like, do you how is the heart pumping? Like, you have a is it hard to breathe? Is it like what's it like? In uh, I wasn't even nervous at all. I was just I was excited. I was having fun. It's crazy, man. It was fun. <laughs> for me. But like, it's crazy because I get more nervous and powerlifting what than being on that in the ring that's nuts to me man 
Why do you I guess think I'm, that is? Like all those from from wrestling and judo matches. So it's like, oh, I've like tasted it before. So it's like, oh, this yeah. is just another. So you win or lose. That's, <laughs> that's it. I guess so. so. I yeah. guess so. I mean it is true. I guess when you look at it like more like a, a fun perspective instead of like competitive level. So when you do it for fun, I don't really like get nervous. Opposed to like if if it's competitive like powerlifting, I'm more nervous than doing it for fun. I guess yeah. If you tell yourself I'm a powerlifter and I'm the best in the world at what I do, so exactly. So that means more. You're not the best boxer. Like oh, yeah, you're just yeah. Doing fun. You're not at fucking Mayweather's level. Right. So you're like whatever. I'm. I'm. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. It depends on the pressure you put on yourself, right? Exactly. It depends on the pressure you put on yourself. Do, That's do a good way to look at it. Whereas, um, it's just, I think when in Steffi's case, Frank, man, it's going to be, it's going to be. What is she fighting? Does she have an exact date? I don't know because she just, she just said that she has like a promotion, like a, a man, she joined a, a fight management team that huh. this manager, like she posted, welcome to the team. And it was like a, like a for real fight management team. So I'm like, what is happening here? Like, I, I, you haven't had a fight yet. Like, Promotion. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. Like the amount of, yeah, the, the, that's where I'm like, you better, I don't know, man. It's one of those deals where every time she posts, like a, she's got a million followers, they're all watching this. It's like, you haven't had a single fight. You're going to have the single biggest hype sure. amateur debut of all time. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's going to be big for her, especially for Steffi Cohen. Yeah. It's going to be huge. She has a huge following and she's like, from seeing her to a, from powerlifting to boxing, it's going to be a big transition. Yeah. That's where the pressure is going to be. Where it's all good until like the night before. You're like, oh damn, I yeah, a little bit. Doing yeah. <laughs> but that's where uh, I guess confidence comes with your preparation. Correct. As long as you're prepared, if you feel prepared, you'll be as confident as you can be, anyways. And she exactly. she looks good, man. She looks. That's how, you, that's how you win matches, anyways. It's from practice, from training. Yeah. And Not she, the, the platform. It's from training. And she looks like like she's moving well, and she's oh yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, you see her strength still up there. From my experience, I've lost so much strength just for boxing. Yeah, that's the that's. It the... took me a while to get my strength back. See, I don't think she's ever coming back. I don't think so as well too. She doesn't need to. I don't think. I think if she, I think she's full all in with the boxing thing. She makes her money off powerlifting, so I don't think she'll ever like. She'll always lift, and she'll um. And like her hybrid, you know, the gyms, the programs, the app, uh, they just signed on the CrossFit, um, five-time CrossFit champion, Matt Frazier. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. So he's going to be wow. doing programming and, and he's, um, you can get like his programming through their app, I believe. So <laughs> yeah, that's huge, man. He was on Joe Rogan talking about yeah. hybrid. That's that's big for sure. Dog, if I, they have, how many clients do you think they have? Like over 5,000? A month it's now that they got matt frazier and and crossfit's crossfit's silly. CrossFit it's bigger huge. it's yeah. huge and then Wait. he went on joe rogan talking about the app working with hybrid and that he's putting wow. his programming in it like wow. so they got a guy who's like legit five-time crossfit games like that's a celebrity a guy like that ends up on joe rogan then he is on joe rogan talking about it they got to be making bank i don't know what they're making 
but they got to be making some big. No, I've talked to um Steffi. She's like she doesn't even care about like powerlifting money anymore. That was the last time I uh, talked to her was at the 2019 Kearns US Open. He's like, we have the money. It's like, but she was very upset um, at that time when she lost against Mariana, I guess, from the Wilkes. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that was like a. First off, that was an amazing showdown. That was a big showdown for sure, but I don't know. It was a. I think Mariana was supposed to compete at 132. Yes. And, and then, then he dropped her weight last surprise. minute. And here's, yeah. here's, here's the thing, man. Um, so I don't, I can't talk for all the different federations. Right. Uh, but I know in a lot of feds, um, like in the, I'm in the IPF. So they, they would mm-hmm. say you can't change your weight class after like, I forget, like 30 days out or not. Yeah. You do it four weeks out. Yeah. She it, even said it when I was talking to her, like, bro, if you're wanting to change your weight class, like, let us know, let everybody know instead of doing it last minute, because she could have dropped down a little bit lower to beat her Wilkes. That's what she said. For sure. Like, like yeah. Steffi, Steffi, if Steffi's naturally a weight class lower, if it's all on Wilkes, Steffi would be like, okay, if we're all operating, you know, 30 days out Dot. or whatever it is, yeah, yeah then let me cut a little more. Let me do a crazy cut as well. I got 24 hours to put it back in, but I don't know if I have to, but if you get the jump on me like that, well, I guess I do, but it's too late. Like it's like shit. So I can understand, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the rules were with that. I like the federations in the untested, there's different competitions and different feds for different competitions. And even like the current U S open, there was two different, like it was a different fed previously. Now it's a different fed now. So yeah. SBA to now the WRPF. Right. So things change. So then you have to try to keep up with what rules are we working you, with right now? Yeah. yeah. Now we have like different bars that we use and like monolith. So it's like, everything's changed. Yeah. I went from USPA to Waldo to USPA now to WRPF. What? I actually did I, um, IPF as well. No, SPF. Sorry, SPF. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how probably, do you... Sorry, that's probably like the, my favorite federation. Really? No shit. Yeah. It's because cool. you can go whenever you want. They don't tell you to start. You just go whenever you, you want, you know? So you can go on your call, not their call. Yeah. So that's... they get, they get yeah. heat for um depth and <laughs> depth on squats lock on the calls but it's fun i could see where it's like i've had some so when some of this heat was going on and and people were like you know like you would have garrett fear saying call like rightfully the, the squats were high but um you know he set that video and, and a lot of uh video calling it out and a lot of people were talking about it and i would be getting dms from people saying like I was signed up for an SPF. Should I do it? Should I not? And I'm like, listen, my friend, just have fun. I go, this is your yeah. first meet, second meet. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, just have fun, bro. It, it won't, you're not going for a record anyways. This is more people taking all time. This I was like, this is politics and you don't need to worry about politics in your first and second meet. I'm like, this is more like world records getting broken to different standards and people getting upset. But like, you can have tons of fun in a, you'll probably have more fun because it's not strict. You don't have to worry about that. It. That's why I like it a lot because it's not very strict. Yeah. I have yeah. celebrities like judging you. Yeah. I had Ed Cohn judge me. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Ed Cohn, um, San Efforting, coached me in one, um, one of my meets at the Record Breakers. Yeah. 
yeah so. so so exactly man it's not it's uh when, it's like when you look at it like i said when it's all for fun it's like it's nothing so serious right like you said just go out there and have fun yeah do your thing and then that's honestly that's like 99 percent of lifters are just there for that anyways most people aren't gonna be super competitive where they're like going for records like yourself or, or trying to go for the current u.s open what what are, what is something that what is your favorite competition to go to first off that you've done My, um i've done was at the the record breakers really oh this- yeah yeah i think that was the strongest meet i ever did but i kind of messed up with my deadlift because i was being greedy so i was competing against ben polak i didn't know wraps and sleeves were together so i thought there were two different categories so they're both in the same mix oh so we're both competing for like the best lifted that day that's a tough that's kind that's that's kind of tough when yeah you- but- like, I didn't really know, like, a lot of knowledges and rules. Like you said back then, that was my first SPF competition. If I knew wraps and um, sleeves are in the same categories, why not use wraps? Yeah, 100%. And that sucks that – so that's the tough – there's the tough part about, like, if you're in the untested, the rules change from Fed to Fed, and they're all different Fed. So it's like the continuity of it, of the rules, you're like, freak, man, it's hard to keep track. You exactly. know, it's – if there's one thing you could change in terms of um, these competitions, like what's something you would change? Would it be? Just- I would just have one federation for powerlifting. If we had one, just one federation for powerlifting, I think it would have been on TV by now. Because you- everybody needs to start their own federation. So now it's like there's too many federations. Now we can't even have one federation and one rule book that we can go against with. Yeah. One standard for depth. Um, the, all the records, it's just, it's just the same records. You know, you don't have to worry about like. Exactly. They're all all time world record, which is the same record yeah. in different federations. So why not put it all together? Yeah. Yeah. That's like big thing that I would change. If you're organized too, I mean, you could have like actual nationals, world championships, and everyone's actually showing up as opposed to the, your, your world championships is pretty much the same as your nationals. it's it's, you show up the world championships like you again it's the exact same roster (laughs) exactly so i think um wrpf doing something different i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about this so we're gonna have you know how bodybuilding have like ifbb pros yeah because we we should have a uh, a pro powerlifting card you know what i mean so you should have a pro card to compete at the the current us open you should have a, uh, a pro card so That's- we've had talks with like Gracie and um, Ryan Rubio, one of the one of the managers for the Kearns Open. Mm. So that's what they were talking about as well, too. Yeah, just kind of like some kind of to help in terms of um, like qualifying for it. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're doing like a gold card, black card, or a pro card, or something like that. I forgot what it was. The only tough thing is that'll only be for that Fed though. And there's so like That's showdown. Well, I guess the showdown meet. Showdown WRPF. Yeah, yeah. So to compete like at showdown or at the current US Open, you need to have your pro card. Yeah, you know what? That kind of works because those are probably the two. Are those the two biggest shows? I mean, you have hybrid, but I don't. Um, there's there's, some... there's another showdown, which is where's the other showdown at? I, I think it's. Well, I know Luke Bright is doing the showdown again. Um, in a different location. I showdown and there's another showdown, right? 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but also Pioneer was hosting their big meets as well too. Yes, I think yeah. Pioneer's done though. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, but yeah. it would if if you can get it. You're all right. Like if Kern and Showdown look like they're the two biggest right now off the top of my head, unless I'm forgetting one. And um, if it's a pro card to make it in, it also stops like when people get upset. If there's like a system in place like that, it'll stop when people get upset. Some people like, look at this guy shouldn't have been invited. I think they're getting, you know, crept in the door because of like following or whatever the heck. It'll make it like you could be like, okay, let's put a system in place for invites. But I mean... You also got to sell that idea to a Luke Bright because he might be like, okay, I got you. But with all due right. respect, I'm probably going to run my meet however I'm going to run my meet, right? I'll invite whoever I want. Thank you. So, <laughs> so they were saying like, you know how they have Arnold's in the Olympia? So yeah. it'll be something like similar competition wise like that. But I was saying if you want to have the Olympia, you guys should have a powerlifting in the Olympia, you know? Yeah. They have, but I think it's like what? It's with suits. Is it the multiply? Yeah, it's a multiply one. Especially the Olympia, it's only multiply, I believe. That's a whole other ball game, my friend. Or I don't know. I think they they um they put a raw category maybe, but uh, I'm unsure about it. I haven't been in the Olympia for a couple of years. It's nowhere near as big as some of these other yeah. events, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But the Olympia for bodybuilding is the biggest one. Yeah. So that they're trying to make current US Open like the olympia does that make sense yeah 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 no i got you i got you um looking at this current u.s open what are you hoping what are some of the targets you want to hit what are some of the targets for the current and then moving beyond so depending how my weight cut goes like i said i'm trying to like drop the weight so i can get like a bigger wilk scores yeah. so that's the main goal right now so i'm dieting tomorrow so I start my dieting. So hopefully I'll lose five to like six, five to maybe seven pounds just on body weight. And then I'm going to do the water load 10 days out. So hopefully that's another like 10 to 15. So I'm looking at briefly 20, 25 pounds cut for this competition. Holy smokes. Yeah. So we'll see. And then for the squats, I'm trying to aim for like 606, 6, um, 611. For bench, 402, 407, and then the deadlift, hopefully get 700 pounds. That's a monster dead. And who are you working with as a coach? I'm working with Kristen Dunsmore. She's actually, um, she trains for the, uh, she competes for IPF. Yeah, no, I'm familiar, my friend. I've had her on the yeah. podcast a few times, yeah. yeah. Um, she does my programming, but Michael Marino does all, like, my coaching-wise. So he has me, like, with all the dieting the the loading cutting weight regimen and he'll be there coaching me for the competition for the game day and how did you end up working with um kristen dunsmore she trains on my gym okay yeah so i see her she's a good friend of mine so i said like hey you want my crunch um programming she's like yeah sure so that's how it came about <laughs> she, <laughs> it works and she works because she's a juggernaut coach right she's correct yes she is yeah she trains with um she works with Chad. Yeah. And um, in terms of, so if you hit this, uh, like hopefully a, a podium finish is, is in, is hopefully in the cards, collect some money. And what are some of the goals you have in terms of powerlifting in general? I think I'm going to do the currents every year. They have it all right and set up. So that's my goal. Do the currents every single year with them. Maybe compete, one, maybe twice a year. 
in the back. showdown are you are you looking forward to a sh- have you because you haven't done the showdown yet i've not yeah i haven't done the showdown yet when is that anyway um i believe so it was pre in the fall and i think it's gonna be in the fall again um but there was a lot of hype on the showdown and Who's they have, host- it's luke bright he's been on the podcast a couple times he's a, he's a super good guy so that's the one with the belt right uh showdown yeah i don't think John Hack won last won the showdown last time, and um, that hybrid or no? It hybrid? No, it's there's not hybrid. Showdown, and then there's no. This showdown. is different. This is just straight up the showdown. That's huh. all it, yeah, it's straight With, up only the showdown. That in Texas? It was. Um, no, it was not in Texas. Now I've got a, a JP Price ran it. And um, because they had to move it because of uh, because of COVID, so they had to move it a couple times. Um, Off the game, I'll send you some videos. You definitely seen like every. This is the one. This is the competition that all these USAPL IPF lifters are are not all, but there's a few that are jumping into the showdown now. Like Ashton Ruska, Sean Noriega, Daniela Mello have all said, and uh, Rondell yeah. Hunt from the IPF have all said, we're coming over to do the showdown. Like showdown huh. is like um, recruiting and actively and going to have like a killer roster. It, you you got to try to get on that one if you want to hop in. For sure. Yeah, I think I'm, I might be able to, yeah, to talk to, to them about that because I think that's what my boy was talking about, the showdown as well too. Yeah. But other yeah, I think um, Micah's hosting a competition in November, so I'm going to do 165 for that competition. So fill up a little bit. Let's just see where. And when you, when all is said and done, and this is a tough question for a young guy, but when all is said and done, you're an old man, 65 years old, looking back, <laughs> having a beer, having a beer on the beach of Hawaii, you're back home and talking to the grandkids. How do you want to be remembered? As a Hall of Famer, for sure. I want to be in the Hall of Famer for powerlifting. Yeah. Do you even have that? I want to be at Ed Cohn's level. That's a whole Well, to do. Yeah. So what do you think would be to get to Ed Cohn's level? Do you have to also become the number one lifter? Uh, I want to. A weight class I, up? I want to be number one at 132, 148, 165, and 181. Holy <laughs> shoot, dude. That's, that's big, man. Yeah, I don't think no one has done it for three, four different categories, huh? I know two. Yeah, maybe two, but it's going to be tough. Um, be tough for sure. It's all in the, you know, so we'll see. It's up there. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole lot of bulking. Because for sure. <laughs> uh, you'll be unrecognizable by the time you're 181. Um, ben Polak can do it. I can do it. Anybody Yo, can do my it. God, dude. You come in looking like Ben Polak, <laughs> you'd be... <laughs> You would be doing. Yeah. Well, I'm you, still small for 165, so I got time. I got yeah. a lot of time to bulk up for sure. In that case, nutrition is going to be huge for you then. And the amount, sure. if you're already eating as many calories as you said, you're going to be eating a ridiculous amount. Or you just got to stop yeah. moving so much. You got to stop boxing. That too, with that one or the other for sure. But as like as I as I get older, my uh, metabolism metabolism will start getting slower as well too. So. Mm-hmm then I'll know if my weight is like staying with me or dropping. So. And what do you, what, how do you feel about, are you going to continue to do boxing as well? Oh yeah, for sure. Once USA boxing opens up the, the next uh, match, I'm in there. And what are your goals with that? I'm just doing it for fun. 
Yeah, just pick a fight here and there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dude, you know what you got to do is try to get on this. The YouTubers versus the TikTokers. I was trying to actually get in that match. Hell yeah. Listen, if you can get in on the Steffi Cohen undercard when she's when she. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely talk to her about it, too. For for sure. Because um, if it's if that card is somewhat themed like elite level powerlifters, you guys are the best of the best and you're also Uh, fighting. Um, you know, that's, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, dude, I think that would be, and it would be great for you. Cause I think a lot of people are going to watch that fight card. Oh yeah, for sure. I would love to be on that card for sure. Um, so do you take, you got online clients. Do you take clients online as well? Yes, I do. I have uh, I do strength training online. Give a shout out. So anyone listening will be able to get a hold of you if they want, um, some online coaching from you. How do uh, they reach you? Oh, so just reach me out at Tiny and Tough Instagram. Just email me or DM me or contact me on my Gmail. It's gdionio808 at gmail.com. There it is. And is that on your Instagram as well? That is on my Instagram. Perfect, my friend. Listen, man, much appreciated for coming on the podcast. Um, good luck with the U.S. Kern. It's, it's coming right around the corner and good luck with the boxing and, and uh, hopefully keep in touch 100% first off, because I'd love to have you back, but mm-hmm. um, I would love to see you in the showdown um, in the middle of that. Cause it's going to be, that's, that's, that's the big sure. thing coming up in the fall. If I can get in this year, I'm down. I'm with it for sure. Pretty sure you can, my man. Yeah. I'll thanks. Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask Luke. I'm, I'm, I bet you. Okay. I'm, yeah. Shoot him a DM or shoot me a DM about yeah. it. I'm down. Tell him, right. get me in. Sounds good, my friend. Yeah, well, listen, good. Right now. <laughs> I'll shoot him a line right now. As soon as I'm done this, I'm shooting. Yeah, Luke. Let's talk, my back. man. Yeah, sure. Message me back. You bet. You bet. All right. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you for your time, my friend. We'll keep in touch. Good luck. For sure. And next time, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, buddy. See you. All right, brother. Good on. Bye-bye.